Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do you hear that? Hear what? I'm receiving some sort of transmission. You don't hear it? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a Streaming Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left voice in the geek revolution. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the beginning of the intro, I'm talking about the little glitch right near the end. <laughs> uh, welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is Derek, myself, Mike, and the reason why... If you thought you were potentially listening to Wookiee Radio, we are being joined by Geek Watch One, DC Superpowers Basement Show, and okay, DC Superpowers Podcast, and Wookiee Radio host Ken Rose. How are you guys doing? Hello, hello. Hey, I'm. Uh, I think I'm starting to get another cold, but other than that, I'm doing good. Uh, oh. I'm in the middle of. So that's what the glitch is. It's the computer virus. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was just a computer virus. <laughs> so. Well, Brett's not able to join us because of uh, some revolution, geek revolution training he's involved with. Uh, Jules, well, she's just stuck. Jules, <laughs> Jules is just Jules. Um, we miss you, Jules. We miss you too, Brett. Um, so, yeah, Ken's filling in for us this week. Guys, when we record again later this week, it's going to feel like deja vu. Yeah. Yeah, really. So, um... So one, same question I usually ask every week. How's everyone doing? Good? Great? No, seriously, how's everyone doing? <laughs> <laughs> Recovering from Oddmall still. <clears throat> we just had Oddmall over the weekend here in Akron. Yeah, I saw, saw a little bit of uh, DCSP on uh, on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Well, overall, they had, um, we were estimating about 12,000 people come through. Wow. And if it, just in case anybody, or most people probably don't know what Oddmall is, it's not just an Ohio thing. They, we have it here in Northeast Ohio. We also have it out in um, Oregon and Washington, too. There's a Northwest contingent of it. But it's basically wow. take an arts and crafts show, lean it towards the geek side with your comic books and um, everything else you can think of from that and then infuse a little bit of convention in there with uh, some panels there's um stage running both days all day two costume contests wow and you got kind of what odd mall is and it's free oh that's cool <clears throat> you can't beat that freeze yeah. bad freeze bad i mean freeze good 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 <laughs> so um let's tell you what let's go ahead and hop right into right into the news the new all the new got do you guys remember uh, all the news that is new? Yeah, you are you guys talking rem- about Gary Gnu? Yes, Gary Gnu's. I'm trying to remember yeah, the show that, that was uh, from Great Great Space Coaster. Space Coaster. Yep, um, that was a Saturday early Saturday morning pre Saturday morning cartoon thing. I'm trying yeah. to remember why. Another warm up. Mine was weekday mornings. I remember what? No Gnu's is good good news with Gary Gnu. Yeah, that's what it was. Yep, No Gnu's yep. is good, it's good good news with Gary Gnu. <laughs> Excuse me. If you check YouTube, you can kind of get some really bad episodes of it, but I guess that's yeah. the only place it's streaming because they're still uh, everybody's f- fighting over who actually has the rights to put it up. Mm. I, still uh, I believe show. it. I believe it. I still... it's, pro- it's probably the same as like Kids Incorporated. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised Disney doesn't own that because Disney showed it. 
Yeah, it was. I, I don't believe Disney owned it though. Disney showed it, but it was originally a syndicated show before Disney picked it up. Yeah, I remember that because I want to say they picked it up right before um, Martika left. It was like her final year, her final two years, and of course, um, what's her name from Black Eyed Peas was on there as well. Yeah, well, the fun thing was that was they had a whole hour of stuff like that because they had Kids Incorporated followed by the New Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, and the New Mickey Mouse Club was a who's who of pop stars. Yeah, New Mickey Mouse Club was filmed here in Orlando too. Yeah. At Walt Di- at at the time Disney MGM Studios. That was an that- interesting idea too because it's basically Saturday Night Live for kids. Yeah, well, that's what the original was. It, 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 well, it was a variety show for for kids. So, um, speaking of variety, speaking of a show, Guardians came out. Oh week, yeah, and I'm gonna let Derek take the, take it from here. All right, so Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two came out this weekend. I have seen it. Can you have seen it, Mike? Yes, you. sir. Okay. We'll give you a pass. <laughs> we'll give you a pass on that since you uh, you've been. I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> um, actually, we talked about it on uh, my Keepers of the Fringe podcast. Shameless plug. <laughs> and so I'm happy to say that I was one of the ones who helped Guardian Guardians knock it out of the galaxy and earn 146.5 million this weekend. How much? One hundred and forty-six point five million in its opening weekend. So it did good, but fell flat of their projection. I think they were projecting one fifty-three or one fifty-eight. Uh, perhaps it does not say in this article. It does, however, say that it opened. Uh, it had a fifty-five percent higher opening than the debut of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, which only earned ninety-four point three million. Although that was the biggest ever August opening domestically. Yeah. Well, yeah. the thing with the first one was no one really knew exactly what they were getting. Right. So that one got a lot more on the back end. Second and third week, it was actually still gaining steam. Right. Because a lot of uh, a lot of it was because of word of mouth. Because, like, I told everybody that I know who is not, doesn't know who the Guardians is, how good it was. I've, you know, I've been reading Guardians of the Galaxy for many, many years now, so I was excited about it. And if, I will say, if you enjoy the first one, you will enjoy the second one. Oh, yeah. So, if you haven't gone, if you're on the fence about going to see it, just go see it. Where you will see... An interesting scene in the beginning. This doesn't really spoil anything, but <clears throat> so we all know that Kurt Russell's in the movie and he plays Ego, the living planet, which um, I was wondering how that was going to go. But it turned out to they did a really decent job on it, I think, of handling Ego. And in the scene, there is Kurt Russell plays Ego's avatar. And in <clears throat> in the beginning of this movie, there's a scene from the past where you see a young Ego, a young Kurt Russell, and uh, come to find out that that was entirely done with almost entirely done with makeup and not not the uh, this CGI de-aging that's been happening in a lot of movies these days. Which I found very interesting. Yeah, that's a that's fantastic. That was all done with makeup. It is, yeah. I mean, and it, he looked really good. And I just naturally assumed it was the de aging 
CGI effect. Yeah. But no, after reading this, it's a, he said, um, I have a terrific makeup guy. We've done 28 movies together. He did a lot of work makeup wise with some of his own tricks. And it's about 90 percent that they that they didn't do digitally. It's amazing what he could do and what we could do with a wig. And then, you know, you lighten your voice and you pick up your physicality and you play it. You play young. So like 90 percent of it was done with makeup and just just his acting. So and it looked it it worked really well. He was really good as a younger version of himself. Yeah. Well, if anybody's going to be a good younger version of him, it would be him. <laughs> he was there. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it just it was fascinating. Doesn't it make you wonder if you get that one person in the crowd going, why is Herb Brooks in a Marvel movie? <laughs> or is that Snake Plissken? Plissken's, yeah. Plissken's, Plissken's David is Peter Quill's dad. So, well, that's not the other movie news we got. Mike Minola announces we're going to get an R-rated um, Hellboy. Sweet. Uh, this is going to be interesting. This is coming from uh, Bleeding Cool. Um, it's going to have David Harper, David Harper, David Harbor as Hellboy and will be directed by Neil Marshall, which you'll know from Game of Thrones. Cool. Uh, this is coming from quote from McNola's himself. Okay. Here's some news. There's going to be another Hellboy. It's going to be an R-rated reboot with Neil Marshall and starring David Harbor, uh, from Stranger Things. I'm now trying to remember who this is. He's the sheriff. Yeah. Okay. I can actually see him doing it. I mean, I really liked um, Ron Perlman as Hellboy, but I can see him doing this. Yeah. 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 He was also in Suicide Squad. He was? Was he? He was Dexter Tolliver in Suicide Squad. I mean, he's he's done quite a bit of stuff. Yeah. So, to continue on... as Magnola notes, Neil Marshall has directed Dog Soldiers, The Descendants, or The Descendant, or The Descent. I'm sorry. God, why am I adding extra letters into it? The Descent, Doomsday, and Centurion, and he also directed uh, Game of Thrones episodes Blackwater and Watchers on the Wall, uh, in which he received a Primetime Emmy Award nomination for Outstanding Directing for Watchers on the Wall. Uh, Hart Harbor is receiving wide acclaim from his work on Stranger Things and also in Suicide Squad. So it's uh, so is is this going to be a more um, since it's R rated? Is it going to be a more horror orientated type of show? Then like are they uh, going to lean towards a horror? I wonder. I would hope so. Oh, would I hope so? That would I, I, be I mean, Perlman's wasn't bad, but God, I want to see this get closer to to the original book. And yeah, someone they just sit down and read it. And I, I would be okay if they turned around and just instead of calling it Hellboy, if they did call it um, BPRD. Oh yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, uh, that, that's just me though. Uh, I, I don't. I mean, if you, if you, the listener, agree with us or agree with me, which, which could be odd, um, hit us up at um, WeBeGeeks at WeBeGeeks.net and, and let us know your thoughts. Or, or hit us up on Twitter at WeBeGeeks or on Facebook at WeBeGeeksPC. So, so yeah. Um, I, I just want to see what Harbor looks looks like as as hellboy I, yeah i'm trying to picture like you said I perlman looked i mean it just for looks looked exactly like the comic book or, or yeah. close enough or close enough yeah right i don't right. know I'm, yeah i can't really 
can't really picture it, so we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Well, if they made this announcement, we won't have to wait long. Right. Um, announced, but let's see, untitled Hellboy reboot. Uh, there is no release date set for it yet. I'm going to guess we're going to probably get it by 2020, 2021. Yeah. But, mm. God... You would think somebody online has mocked him up as Hellboy. Yeah, actually. Put that up right now. It might be somewhere. Here's one here, looks like. Uh, hang on, I'll drop it into the Skype chat. Why put it in the Skype chat if we're all in the same room together? Well, because we're talking to each other from across the hall. <laughs> that's right. It's a very long haul. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a possibility. It looks pretty good, I must say. There you go. This one's this was just a comedy one, but <laughs> that one's funny. Oh, that's funny. So there's there have been a couple people that have put up some stuff. It, it, it could be it could be intriguing. It, it, it definitely will be interesting to see him. He, looking at the at the Hellboy from here near the end, he's he's got the face for it too. Mm. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, per- Perlman was really Perlman was really good, really close. Now I'm trying to figure this out. Is this is this him as well, or is that uh? That's Perlman on the um, yeah. on the left. I was gonna say that's him on the right. Yeah, that's that's him normal, but that's Perlman as Hellboy. So he has the facial structure for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he definitely does. Tis will be interesting. I think he can handle it. I'm kind of, I'm excited that it's going to be (laughs) R-rated. Now, I want to say we've talked about this briefly before, but there's more news from the CW front. Oh, yeah. And we'll we'll let our resident um, Marvel guy take this story. Oh, wait. Really? DC (laughs) guy. Go for it. You know I got to throw jabs every now and then. Yeah. Because we we all know Image is the better company. (laughs) And lately it almost is. Uh I don't know. DC's been doing pretty good since Reaver started up. But but then again, they still have a long way to go to make up for the new 52. Exactly. Yeah. uh, Marvel, on the other hand, I'll wait till you hear our future plans over on the show. <laughs> We've talked about it off show, and it, let's just say it's going to get interesting near the end of June. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we're talking here about um, DC on TV, though, because um, now I know you guys have talked about it. We've talked about it on um, Geek Watch 1 and on DC Superpowers that uh, the Black Lightning has been working. They've been developing a series now for, what, six to eight months, almost a year now? Yeah. It, uh, it kind uh, of fell into the lap of... At least up ahead. to six months. Well, we knew uh, back probably June of last year that um, I believe it was Fox commissioned a script. And yeah. the CW at the beginning of this past year, back in the fall, said they're not looking for any more superhero shows. Well, they weren't looking for one, but one kind of fell in their lap. <laughs> so they went ahead. Um, Fox passed on the script that they paid to get made. So the CW said, fine, we'll give you the money to make a pilot. Well, it looks like they enjoyed the pilot because the CW, as, um, as of this week, has announced that they are officially picking up um, the at least the first season of Black Lightning to be their fifth DC Comics show and their, I believe, seventh overall comic book show. Nice. They said um, the series starring Cress Williams as Jeff Pierce, who is Black Lightning. Um, now, the first name on this producer list should be no surprise to anybody that Greg Berlanti is producing this. But it's Greg Berlanti, 
Selim McKeel, uh, Mara Brockakil, and Sarah Schechter are the producers of this. Um, it's joining the lineup of Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow, which are all also produced by Berlandia Schechter. So this may actually be in the um, the Flaro universe. We don't know this yet, but it could be. Um, now this is, it says this marks actually the seventh comic book property on the network um, with the four DC shows, but they, we've also got Riverdale, which mm-hmm, is an Archie yep. comics, and Vertigo's Eye Zombie, which actually they just announced this week also got renewed for a fourth season. So um, the, reportedly Black Lightning's supposed to debut mid-season 2018, okay. which is where Legends premiered last year. Right. So um, And then the actual release here says Black Lightning centers on Jeff Pe- Jefferson Pierce. He made his choice. He hung up the suit and the secret identity years ago. But with the daughter, Jennifer, hellbent on justice and a star student being um, recruited by a local gang, He'll pull. He'll be pulled back into the fight as the wanted vigilante and DC legend Black Lightning. So it looks like this is going to be a um, hero that's already been established and uh, stepped away from the scene. That's an interesting take on it. I like that. Huh? Now it says um, Black Lightning stars Cress Williams, from, originally from Heart of Dixie and the Friday Night Lights, as Jefferson Pierce Black Lightning. Um, Nefessa Williams from Code Black is Jennifer Pierce. Uh, China Ann McLean from House of Pain as Anissa appears, and Christine Adams from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Lynn. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh-huh. So, once again, it looks like DC's hitting on all cylinders when it comes to TV, especially if you let Greg Berlanti touch it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Because, remember, this is not the only thing he's developing in DC TV either, because we just got a couple weeks ago the acknowledgement that he's doing a Titan series also for that new um, DC oh, digital service. Yeah. You know, and, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I still want to see it come to big screen or small screen somewhere not a computer screen yeah. yeah well a lot of those digital services um are available also on your roku your apple tv your um amazon fire stick all your gaming platforms xbox and playstation and um, nintendo and all those also right so it'll be on the small screen also not just on your computer Okay. Like I, uh, my wife and I cut cut the cord with cable about two and a half, three years ago, and uh, everything has been basically streaming. And it really, we've not missed anything. Hmm. And that's legally getting it without having to pay. I'm not even paying half of what I was paying for cable. Interesting. Yeah, but no. So I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, talking about cable, uh, a Judge Dread TV show is in the works. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Um. Judge Dredd could be making a comeback, uh, according to Entertainment Weekly. Uh, and this is coming from The Verge. Um, that uh, entertainment company IM Global and UK game publisher Rebellion have partnered to create Judge Dredd Mega City, a TV show featuring the masked hero. I have a funny feeling this is going to be a UK-only show. Ah, at the moment. It won't stay there for long. Yeah. Well, I'm going to continue on with the story, and then I'll interject my my thought, my opinion. Uh, Judge Dredd Megacity will reportedly be an ensemble drama about a team of judges with IM Global Global Television CEO Stuart Ford, President Mark Stern, who helped develop sci-fi's Battlestar Galactica, Helix, and Defiance, which Defiance was great. First two seasons, then they came out with season three. Um, and Rebellion owners Jason and Chris Kingsley serving as executive producers. The project will be filmed in the UK, according to the BBC. Uh, the character first appeared in the long-running British comics anthology uh, 20,000 AD Judge Dredd. Uh, it's a vi- or Judge Dredd is a violent, sometimes dark and funny series 
set in a dystopian future where people live in overcrowded megacities. Okay. So, Orlando. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Boston? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, of course, in 95, we had Stallone playing the character. Um, in 2012, uh, with the Pete Travis film, we had Carl Urban, uh, which has become the fan favorite. Uh, yeah, that one was actually pretty good. Yeah, he's awesome as Dread. It's not clear whether this will be a continuation of the Travis universe or not. Uh, what's notable about this project is that the Kingsley brothers and Ford were all producers on Garland's film, which I think is that's the Stallone film, right? Yeah. I'm not sure. I think so. I'll tell you here in a minute. Um... Although it's unclear whether the movie will be connected to the show in any way, um, there have been numerous fan petitions have circulated since 2012 requesting a sequel. Um, and then in the last year or two, there's been um, rumors, especially coming from Carl Urban himself, that Netflix and Amazon were in discussions about a potential revival, only to have him reveal project was not any closer to development. Uh, in a statement, the Kingsley brothers said that the fans of the film and the character have been helping keep interest alive in the project. Uh, we aim to make a big-budget production that will satisfy both our vast comics audience and even greater general screen-watching public. Let's hope that any future adaptation does the character. Justice. <laughs> um, here, here's my thing. If this is being filmed in the UK and it's possibly going BBC, I could see this maybe six months later hitting BBC America. Yeah, or sci-fi. Sci-fi picks up a lot of British shows too. Yeah, yeah. And, and with and with uh, Stern having connection with sci-fi, there's a possibility. So I, I'm going to say, yeah, sci-fi or, or BBC America is where we're going to get it here in the states. Unlike the dog, yeah. who can meet, who can, who could potentially meet a fate similar to what could be given by Deadpool, and that could possibly happen in a new Deadpool animated series. This could be interesting. It could be very interesting. Let now, are they it. looking for like a midnight show on like HBO? No, they're actually talking. Uh, sorry, jump ahead. Uh, FXX. Yeah. Okay. Which could Which be would, very. That could be a great place for it. Yeah, and uh, it says it's coming from Donald Glover, who I'm a fan of. Hmm. Lando. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, it says FXX. This is from Entertainment Weekly. FXX has ordered an adult animated comedy series following the R-rated trash-talking superhero from Atlanta creator Donald Glover, along with Stephen Glover. I'm assuming is somehow related. Uh, ten episodes have been ordered for the as yet untitled series, which will launch in 2018. Uh, and then uh, from Jeff Loeb, he says, "Deadpool, Donald, and FX, the perfect fit for the Merc with the Mouth. We're thrilled that our relationship with FX, that started with Legion, continues with what is sure to be a groundbreaking show in adult animation." Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> Just a little. So I'm kind of, I'm rather excited about this. This sounds great. It really yeah. does. Um, if it's anything like the movie, it it could be uh, it could be fun. 
Yeah. Now it says the FXX press release doesn't actually mention the movie at all, uh, although it is surely on the network's mind. No word yet who will voice Deadpool, but I'm sure it won't be Ryan Reynolds. Well, you never know. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot easier to do now that they combine the unions. Do, do you think sure. it wouldn't be unimaginable to have Ryan Reynolds doing the voice? No. For as much as of, he loved the character? That's true, yeah. I could yeah, it would not be out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I could see him doing it. Since, like you said, he does love the character. Yeah. And uh, just think of all the fun things you can do in an animated series. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no windows in cartoons. No, <laughs> never. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Oh, I, I'm just gonna throw this out there only because we know my love for it. Uh, it was announced that, or as we're recording this, uh, it has come out that John Tyler Christopher has a action figure variant for Star Wars Darth Vader number one, which that book is, uh, like we've talked about here, Mighty Marvel Geeks on Wookiee Radio, uh, is kind of like Darth Vader year one or Batman year one in the Star Wars verse. Uh, it literally takes place right Right after we see him say no in Revenge of the Sith. Um, <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. They're putting out a variant action figure cover? Marvel? <laughs> never. No. It's the cover you'll never see. Um, it is not a JTC exclusive, which if, if he... I love his exclusives. I really do. I have all but one. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have the Boba Fett one. Um, I, without looking it up, I, I think I'm missing. This is so bad. I created a checklist in Excel of my of what action figure variants I have. I'm missing one, two. I'm missing three, four regular covers. Uh, no, I'm missing five, six, six total between all the titles so far. <laughs> Hi, my name is Mike. I have an action figure variant cover addiction. <laughs> um, but this is uh, it's Darth Vader colon or semicolon the dog will die um, this is what we have for the AC still not working right um, it's Darth Vader semicolon or, or colon no, semicolon Anakin Skywalker so it's pre pre Mustafar or that Mustafar time period where you know his eyes get a little more red in the pupils and a little more bloodshot, and he's in the still in the robes um, before the Vader cost uh, before the Vader suit, mm. and uh, yeah, I guess you could pre-order it now. So, and for you, those of you following the Star Wars stuff with Marvel, uh, we'll probably talk about it more this weekend on Wookie Radio. But Screaming Citadel's out. Ooh. That's the new Star Wars crossover. Can it potentially be another Vader down? Which was glorious. Yeah. Uh, let's talk. <laughs> I'm going to let one of you guys go ahead and start up on on our next topic, which is the Eisner Awards nominations. Because well, I have no clue what's going to happen with the dog. Uh, well, i got to throw something else in there right now. I was just flipping through. Ju- it was just released like five minutes ago that Gotham actually is re- has been renewed for season four. Why? Breaking news while we're recording. <laughs> Why? It's not a bad. It's not a. It's not a bad show as long as you understand it's an Elseworlds. Right. If you look at it as an Elseworlds, it's acceptable. And yeah, it wasn't even that. I was just looking at it as a show, and I, I had issues with it. 
Yeah. I did too in the beginning. I, I still do, but I, I enjoy it. And I think it's actually starting to slowly find out now after the third season what it actually supposed to be. Yeah. So, but while Mike is taking care of the dog somehow, uh, <laughs> we actually, the, the Eisner Award nominations have come out for 2017. Now, in case anybody doesn't know for some reason, this is basically your Oscars for comic books. So, you want to take the first set? Uh, I would, but I don't have it up yet. Ah, well, I can do that. <laughs> the first category was the best short story. We have six cat- or six nominees. The first one being The Comics Wedding of the Century by Simon Hanselman, and it was in We Told You So, Comics as Art from Fantagraphics. The next up was The Dark Nothing by Jordan Crane, from, and it was in Uptight number five, also from Fantagraphics. Good Boy by Tom King and David Lynch or Finch from Batman Annual number one in DC Comics. Monday by W. Maxwell Prince and John Armour or Amler, uh, and uh, One Week in the Library from Image. Mostly Saturn by D- Michael DeForge in Island Magazine number eight from Image. And Shrine of the Monkey God by Kim Beach in Kramer's Ergot uh, number nine from Fantagraphics. So, so most, <laughs> so so most most of these would be almost like a, um, a backup story, or not ba- not backup story, a backstory yeah. in the back of your books. Uh, exactly that extra, that extra four to eight pages. And uh, the Batman one's the only one I've actually read. Yeah, <laughs> if I remember right that the whole annual Batman number one or annual number one was um, all short stories. It was like four short stories all in one volume. Right, right. that was special, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. This yeah. is a story about eight. I think so. Yeah. Well, this is a story about eight. The the next category was uh, best single issue or one shot. We got uh, Babel Wax Bodysuit uh, by Eric uh, Kustuik Williams uh, with Retrofit Big Planet. Uh, Beast of Burden, What the Cat Dragged In by Evan Darkin, Sarah Dyer, and Jill Thompson from Dark Horse. Uh, Blamo number nine. By Noah Van Skyver, Kilgore Books. Uh, Criminal 10th Anniversary Special by Ed Brubaker and Sam Phillips on, on Image. Sir Alfred, number three, by Tim Hensley, uh, Pigeon Press. And Your Black Friend by Ben Passmore, Silver Sprocket. You know what's not on this list that would have qualified for 2016? It came out in 2016 for 2017. Uh, C3PO special. Yep. <laughs> the, the, mo- the most the right. most the most expensive free comic book day book I ever bought. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it, uh, it was like a year ago now, wasn't it? Came out last. Came out April 2016. Four yeah. month, four four and a half months behind. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll take it. Next up, we have best continuing series: uh, Astro City by Kurt Busiek and Brent Anderson from Vertigo DC. Kill or Be Killed by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips from Image. The Mighty Thor by Jason Aaron and Russell Dodderman from Marvel. Paper Girls by Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang from Image. And Saga by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples from Image. Ooh. I don't know. I, I don't know which one I like better, Saga or Paper Girls. So, I've heard a, good things about Saga. I've just never had time to actually sit down and read it yet. Saga is really good. I highly yeah. recommend it. I think Astro City was supposed to be really good, too, because it's been around yeah. for a while now. Yeah. Well, I kind of I like what comes out with the... Uh, 
Thor's been good. Uh, I love what Jason Aaron's been doing with that. Um, as you guys said, Astro City's been really good. Saga's been amazing. Mm. Um, to be honest with you, I think it's going to be... I don't know. You got Ed Brubaker there as well, so I, I think that's gonna be that's gonna be the. I, I just haven't heard enough of Paper Girls. I like Paper Girls. I think it's really good. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be tight. It's gonna be a tight. If suit, I remember it, that's run. actually a local book for me because if I remember it, the um, that's actually written in Cleveland here. Quite possibly. Yeah, you might be right. Now, best limited series, um, we got Archangel by William Gibson. Uh, Michael St. John or Michael St. John Smith, Butch Goosey and Tom Palmer, uh, Briggs Land by Brian Wood and Mark uh, Archangels from IDW, uh, Briggs Land from Brian Wood and Mark Chatter, uh, Dark Horse, Han Solo, which I, I was surprised to see this, but it was a good series. Uh, Marjorie Liu and Mark Brooks from Marvel, Kim and Kim with uh, Magdalene Visago and. Eva Gabrera with Black Mask. Nice to see Black Mask represented. Uh, and The Vision by Tom King and Gabriel Walta at Marvel. I mean, Vision was good, but God, it wasn't Han Solo. And I'm not saying that as a Star Wars homer or Star Wars fanboy or geek or whatever podcast host, along with <laughs> two other people who are on the air with me right now. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh I don't know. I, I think between the two, the, between this, I, I think it's going to be a toss-up between Briggs Land and Han Solo. If you want, I don't know. Vision is really good. I really like the Vision. It was a great series. Yeah, but it, I'll put it in third. But I, I think it's going to come down to Han Solo or Briggs. I disagree. I bet. I bet the Vision will win. We'll find out in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are presented at Comic Con, aren't they? Yep. Yeah. In San Diego. Yep. Uh, then you got best new series. Uh, I'm just going to go through titles. I'm not too concerned. Uh, Black Hammer. Uh, I guess Jeff Lemire and Dean Ormerson from Dark Horse. Clean Room from Gail Simone and John Davis Hunt. Vertigo DC. Deathstroke. Rebirth. Uh, Christopher Priest and Carlo Pagulayan at DC. Uh, Faith by Valiant. Uh, Jody Hauser, Pierre Perez, and Marguerite Savage. And Mockingbird by Chelsea Kane and Kate Nemechek uh, at Marvel. Faith, I think Faith's the one that's going to knock it out of the park. That has been yeah, such Faith has been an making over some big waves. Yeah, I haven't read Faith, so I can't comment on it. Mo- Mockingbird made some big waves too, but I liked Mockingbird. I thought it was good. I also like Black Hammer. That one's good. I, I think Faith's going to take it though. Now we're kind of getting into a little bit of the uh, all ages books, sort of. Um, you got Ape and Armadillo take over the world by James Strum. Uh, Bird's Way Home by John Martz. The Creeps book two. The Trolls will feed. By Chris Schweitzer. I'm Grumpy. Okay, that's not me. It's the name of the title. It says so right here. These guys can verify it. By Jennifer L. Holm and Matthew Holm uh, with Random House. And Narwhal, Unicorn of the Sea by Ben Clayton. These are uh, early readers up to age 8. Um, publication for Kids, 9 to 12. Uh, the Drawing Lesson by Matt Criley. Ghost by uh, Raina Telgemeier. Uh, Hilda and the Stone Forest by Luke Pearson. 
Ricky, adapted by Norm Harper and Matthew Foles Gray. Uh, Science Comics, Dinosaurs by M.K. Reed and Joe Flood. Uh, and the best publication for teens, thir- ages 13 to 17. Bad Machinery, uh, The Case of the Fire Inside by John Allison. Bad Girl. See, I was surprised to see this as, nice. a, as a teen. Yeah. Uh, Hope Larson and Raphael Albuquerque, which you don't make the left turn at Albuquerque. Never made a clip for Albuquerque. Jughead by Chip Zdarsky, Ryan North, Erica Henderson, and Derek Tron. Okay. Uh, Monstrous by Marjorie Liu and Santa Takeda. Takeda. Trish Trash, Roller Girl of Mars by Jessica Abel. And Unbeatable Squirrel Girl by Ryan North and Erica Henderson. Woohoo! I have not been wrong. (laughs) We know what's not going to (laughs) win. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> hey, don't don't talk down bad machinery like that. <laughs> I'm surprised they put monstrous in the 13 to 17 category. I'm yeah. surprised Squirrel Girl's there too. I'm not. But Squirrel Girl, Batgirl, none of those. Uh, I mean, I can see Batgirl possibly because she's a teenager in this. I believe she's actually finishing I up s- high school. I see Jughead too. I I see Squirrel Girl because it's kind of like I could see like young girls kind of um, enjoying her the Squirrel yeah. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let, let's, let's see, I'm trying to think. Let's jump ahead. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff here that we're not really... Yeah, well, yeah, I'm just trying to see what uh, what else is there. Well, there's other stuff, and there's some great categories here, but it's... Um, a lot of stuff I just don't see... I haven't seen exposure of. Right. Yeah. Um, Once we get down to Best Writer, then it's stuff we, people we actually know. Yeah. Best writer. There we go. Uh, Ed Brubaker, criminal, tenth anniversary special, killed or kill or be killed, uh, and Velvet. Uh, Kurt Busick, Astro City, Chelsea Kane, Mockingbird, Max Landris, uh, Green Valley, and Superman, American Alien, Jeff Lemire, Black Hammer, Descender, Plutona, and Bloodshot Reborn. Bloodshot was good. And Brian K. Vaughn for Paper Girls and Saga. I got to go with Brian K. Vaughn for me. He's my pick up. I'm torn between Brian and Chelsea. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Mm. Uh, Now, best writer slash artist. Jessica Abel with Trish Trash, Roller Girl of Mars. Box Brown, Tetris, The Games People Play. Tom Gold, Moon Cop, Tom Hart, Rosalie Lightning, A Graphic Memoir, and Sunny Liu, The Art of Charlie Chan, Hawk Chai. I have not actually read any of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, best penciler slash anchor or penciler slash anchor team. Mark Brooks, Han Solo. Uh, Dan Mora, Klaus, Greg Ruth, Inde. Francois Choutin, the Theory of the Grain of Sand, Fiona Staples, Saga, and Brian Stelfreeze, Black Panther. Well, there, I'm torn between Fiona Staples and Mark Brooks. Unfortunately for Brian Stelfreeze, the Black Panther title has been canceled. Mm. That's amusing since they um, got the movie coming out. I yeah. know. Oh, Unless they be did that because of the movie, so they can restart it. Well, there'll be a new book out. Don't worry. Uh, best painter slash multimedia artist. Uh, interior art. Uh, Federico Bertolucci for Love, the Lion. Brecht Evans for Panther. Uh, Man- Manuel Fior, 5,000 kilometers per second. David McKeon, Black Dog. Santa Takeda 
for Monstrous, and Jill Thompson for Wonder Woman, the true Amazon. Beast of Burden, What the Cat Dragged In. Uh, best cover, cover artist for multiple covers. Uh, Michael Del Mundo for Avengers, Carnage, Mosaic, The Vision, uh, David Mack for Abe Sapien, BPRD, Hell on Earth, Fight Club 2, Hellboy, and the BPRD 1953. That has some great covers. These are all good. Uh, Sean Phillips, Criminal 10th Anniversary Special, Kill or Be Killed. And uh, Fiona Staples, Saga, and Sana Takata, Monstrous. Good stuff. I I am surprised that we didn't see John Tyler Christopher for all the different action figure variants he has done for Marvel. (laughs) That's cover artist for multiple covers, and that's pretty much all he's doing for Marvel. And he's had some great-looking stuff, turning... You know, turning action figure variant covers for a line that never existed with the normal Marvel stuff, and then what he's done with the Star Wars stuff. Now, where he says, you know, he draws it as if, you know, the, it's how the his inner child is seeing the figures. That's why they look kind of the way they do. There's some great stuff there. There really is. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, what can you do? Uh, best coloring, which of course colorists need some love. Uh, John Francois Bellou. Well, we just had Jeremy Caldwell on the show. So Yeah, who's not on this list. Uh, Elizabeth Brettweiser. Well, he should be, yeah. He has some great stuff. Uh, Criminal, 10th Anniversary Special, Killed or Be Killed, Velvet, Outcast by Kirkman, and Azita. As Azita? As Akita? <laughs> sure. Uh, Sunny Lou, The Art of Charlie Chan, Hawk Chi, and Laura Martin, Wonder Woman, Ragnarok and uh, Black Panther and Matt Wilson, Cry Havoc, Paper Girls, The Wicked mm. Plus, Divine, Black Widow, The Mighty Thor, and Star Lord. Mm. So uh, that great. would be Mike. He's got some good colors. Oh, this is coloring. Yeah, his his stuff's great. I mean, Thor looks amazing. Star Lord mm. looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Black Widow. Um, best lettering: Dan Klaus for Patience, Brecht Evans for Panther, Tom Gold for Moon Cop. Nick Hayes for Woody Guthrie, Ty Klein for Clean Room, Dark Knight, N-I-G-H-T, not Dark Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T, uh, Lucifer, uh, Black Hammer, and Sonny Lou for The Art of Charlie Chan, Hawk Chi, Chai, whatever. Um, then I'm skipping a few more categories that we just, uh, webcomic, yeah, let's go there. Best webcomic, Bird Boy by Anne Zabla, Deja Brew by Tanika Stotts and Sarah Duvall, Jagger by Ibrahim Mustafa, The Middle Age by Steve Conley, and Oh Beauty by Christina Tran. And then we got Best Digital Comic, Bandit by Paul Tobin and Colleen Coover. Edson Rex by Chris Robertson and Dennis Culver. Helm by Johanna Zeb, Hussan, and Mauricio Caballero. On a Sunbeam by Tilly Walden and Universe by Albert Montes. So, it's not too bad. It's Yeah, that's some good stuff there. Glad to see a lot more independence on the list than what has been you know, in the past. Um, but, of course, it never fails. There's always somebody that you really like that didn't get nominated. It's just the nature of it. Like like C-3PO. <laughs> Not. <laughs> is, there a, is there a Razzie for comics? <laughs> yeah, it might be the Weebies. <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe. I don't know. No, I I don't know if there's any Razzies for comics. Probably not. There should be. Yeah. 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 So, um, oh, any final thoughts since we're there? It is almost that time for the end of the show. <laughs> uh, uh, nope. I got Ken? nothing. Yeah, I pretty much I'm done for tonight, I think. Uh, I, I'm seeing on Facebook, John Tyler Christopher. He's got some great art. It's, uh, it's a group pose of Anakin. Oh, just had it. Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Luke, young Anakin, and Yoda all standing together. It says the light side underneath. He's teasing something. (laughs) What could it be? Don't know. But it's probably going to cost me money. (laughs) That's that's all I got to say. It's probably going to cost me money. You you should try to get him on the show so that, you know, he can give you the missing covers. (laughs) Uh, We talked to him at at Celebration, and he he said he'd love to come on. Uh, it's just right now we're trying to trying to work out the um, the God. I'm so lost for words. Trying to work out details. Trying to work get get things going. So it's a coming. We'll get there eventually. Nice. I look forward so, to that. Because uh, we're we're hoping to get Jordan White on as well, who's the editor for uh, for the Marvel titles, Marvel cool. Star Wars titles, and and Deadpool actually too. Which he he told us a great story about um, Night of the Living Deadpool's. Yeah. Now, yes, it is a direct spoof of Night of the Living Dead, but they weren't allowed to use zombies or or living. They had to. They couldn't. Basically, the book was duplicating the movie essentially, and they had to be careful about wording and everything else because of copyright uh, yeah. or li- or licensing. I'm like, okay, that is uh, that stinks. That's but pain. yeah. But um, I would say, though, check out our affiliates, uh, like superhero stuff. They've got some great stuff going on um, with with the hero boxes. There's a Wonder Woman hero box that comes out later this year. Uh, and they're doing it. This one they're doing pretty cool. It's You can get a women's or a men's box. And, and the women's box is definitely geared towards women. And the men's box towards men. Uh, they have some of the hero hat boxes, like what I had with the Flash. Um, they they still got their regular box because they just did a free comic book day box, and they did a um, May the Fourth box as well. And, and the nice thing about it is there's no subscription to it. You buy what you want when you want when you can, and you could get to you could get to their site through the homepage on. Weeby Geeks, Mighty Marvel Geeks, and Wookie Radio's websites. So, and a new Weeby Geeks website is coming. Uh, WeebyGeeksPC.com still going. It has already gone through its cosmetic look for the network, for the Weeby Geeks network, or WP, WBG network. Um, but WeebyGeeks.net is coming. Uh, probably another week or two, and it'll be up. Um, Check out Comic Bento. Great, great way to to really build up a graphic novel collection. Uh, who, Ripped Apparel. They got some great T-shirts, like the one I wore at Celebration with Droid Road, Star Wars Droids, Abbey Road crossover. That's pretty cool. cool. 
Um, so yeah, check out our affiliates and uh, help them out. Get some great stuff from them. You help us out. Uh, I dropped Amazon because it just was pointless. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> helping anywhere. So um, you can find Ken on the internet at G- um, You can find me Twitter. on um, Twitter is GW Ken, right? Yeah, GW1 Ken. Instagram is also GW1 Ken. And on Facebook, I'm just Ken Rose. Awesome. Check out DC Superpowers Podcast. Check out Geek Watch 1. Check out Keepers of the Fringe, where Derek's at as well. Uh, I think tonight, and then when we record Wookiee Radio, it's three producers, three on-air talents, all sharing the same airspace. Well, talent might be a stretch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, all right. I'll stop using that word for myself. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, like the show, review us on on iTunes and Stitcher. If you don't like the show, uh, we go by a different name, so... (laughs) Well, I'd say if you like the show, give us five stars. If you don't like the show, email us. (laughs) That works, too. So, on that note, uh, we thank Ken for joining us this week and filling in. Thanks for having me. Nice to have you. Thanks for having me. And uh, this trio will be doing it again later in the week for Wookie Radio. But, (laughs) until next time... Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.